Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to a special episode of the 757 Renaissance Man Podcast. This episode will serve for an episode for the content creators of color. Um, today, I am sitting with the homeboy, Mr. Cletus Cassidy. How are you doing today, is. sir? Man, I can't complain, man. You know, I'm trying to be like old people, man. It's good to be in the land of the living. Right. Time. Right. Good to be seen. Good to be seen, sir. And not viewed. Right, right, right. Gonna be seen and not viewed. So we were talking earlier, man. Um, I'm very proud of the growth that you've had. Um, it's a blessing to be able to grow in the midst of the pandemic, like the elder said. <laughs> in the midst of it, right? In the midst. So I, I, I want to shout you out once for um, being a director. I, was it your first time directing? Um, it was the first time this project. So you talk about the uh, the New Year's Eve project that I did um, for my church, the Mount uh, Global Ministries. So for me, that was the first time I'd done something at that scale. So I've been able to direct, you know, some skits and little teeny stuff, but not nothing at a scale of multiple sites and, and music videos and all kinds of stuff like that, man. So. So this was my first foray into that. So big shout out to uh, John Brim and Alex Holt, uh, who brought me in. And they were like, hey, man, this is what we want to do. We want to work. I had, I think it started, because um, it's why I tell people, man, I, you have to make sure you work your relationships. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure that when you do stuff for people, man, whether it be free or a million dollars, man, you put your best effort out there for it. So um, Pastor Brim had watched me do some stuff before. He's just been kind of, you know, chronicling my career. And he came to me and he was like, hey, man, we're trying to do some creative stuff uh, for the church. So we and we uh, came up with this parody of the church. Uh, so the church, our church called The Mount. So we did one called The Mount. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was basically just a ripoff of our church, just kind of making, making up stuff that was similar to what we already had at our church, but different. So I directed those for the church, man. Those went well. People really liked them. And, uh, you know, it was just something. I go to the church. They asked me to help out. I was like, boom, I helped out. And so from that, man, they saw my work. They saw my work ethic, how we put in, put things together. So he's like, hey, man, I want to come back and have you help out with this New Year's thing. So um, Alex is Alex and, and Pastor Brim, they, they came in and they told me what their vision was. Mm-hmm. So... Just added to that vision, man, and and uh, I was one of the directors because Alex directed some stuff too, um, uh, and my, my guy's name is just playing my head, not my heart, man. Mm-hmm. I had another young man that helped out uh, with directing, but I took a majority of it, man, with the writing and the directing. So it was, it was cool. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a lot. It was a lot of work, but it was amazing, man. So you know, one of the things with the content creators of color. Um, it's the whole spirit of collaboration, right? And mm-hmm. one of the things that I really, really enjoyed 
were the different people throughout the community they got a chance to participate in that like we really are the seven cities and i felt like you had representation of all over the seven cities in that present and and if you know you know you know what i mean correct like, yeah, you know, we had all seven cities we had atlanta in there right um, right right we worked we worked a lot of different areas man so it was great so and it fit um so sometimes you do stuff that just works even in a bigger capacity even if you're not doing it on purpose mm-hmm. so with our church trying to be more of a community-based all all-encompassing church mm-hmm. Uh, it was cool that we got in all those areas in, going out to the racetrack, and I believe that was in Smithfield. And um, Hampton, uh, Langley out, Raceway. Hampton, yeah, Hampton, uh-huh. yep. Going out to Langley and um, even, you know, the bank that we used out in Virginia mm-hmm. Beach and um, the Agape Bus Tours, which was just based in Chesapeake. So we used them. Uh, film some stuff Bruh, out in front of our you house. Ain't so lived, that, you ain't lived if you ain't took one of them church tours. Where you yes. go to some church in the back, where you, everybody get on the charter bus and you get that chicken sandwich with that one piece of Wonder everybody Bread. Everybody chicken, yeah, <laughs> man. Put a little hot sauce on a chicken leg and put it in some bread. So it was the whole, like the whole experience was just great, and to be able to touch so many people, man. I've had people hit me from all over the country who watched it. People are still watching it. Um, so it's it's been a cool experience, man. I'm excited about it, man. And um, actually, we're gonna be working on some more stuff. Um, already some content creation. Um, I got some other stuff that I'm doing um, as well. I'll be going out to Los Angeles for. So it's it's just man, we just kind of keep it moving, man. And and I, and I preach to people, man. I really tell them if you can treat people well. So many people put money before everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But if you can create some, if you can literally create good relationships with people, the money will come afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The money will come build those relationships talking about relationships i got a bone. no i'm not I'm still not in one man so if anybody's <laughs> out there listen rihanna's baby is not mine i'm I'm upset about it just as much as everybody else <laughs> i got a bone to pick with a friend of yours mr um kev on stage okay i don't think that he gave yak appropriate chance i saw his video <laughs> I saw he he, hey, he made partial effort. He actually he came to the seven five seven, but he ain't go to Mama Chance. You gotta actually so, breathe so here's the thing. Mama Chance air. So here's the thing. So there was two. So there was two parts of that. It was definitely two parts of that. So first of all, the um the yacht thing has been a running joke between me, Cab, Tony Baker, for probably about three years, mm-hmm. right? So the first time that they had Yacht ever, we got it from Mama Chance. Mm-hmm. We got the Yacht from Mama Chance. So it was very difficult because Tony's, a, Tony's a, he's semi-vegan, mm-hmm. but Tony's definitely a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. So we had to get him Yacht with no meat in it. And so that already takes the Yacht to a whole different level. Right. Like he'd be like, nah, the meat is such an important element. Um, so we got Kev, and I think Tahir was there too. We got Kevin Tahir, chicken Yacht from Mama Chance. They already went in with a negative attitude. They already went in. <laughs> they ain't give it a chance. Oh, right. Yeah, you know, uh, Tony kept calling the struggle plate. He called it Hunger Games food. <laughs> so we kept having this argument. So we've been having this argument. Every time I'm with them, we on the road, uh, they'll bring up, you can't say nothing, you eat yacht. Like, <laughs> all, all of this happens all the time. So big ups to Kev. He, he just got a new food show called What's Good. 
um, that's on his streaming app. And he called me. He was like, "Hey, let's do let's do something about y'all while I'm here." And I was like, "All right, cool." He ends up we end up filming that on a Sunday morning at like nine. Uh-huh. So you know, ain't no Chinese restaurants open. Mama Chance definitely wasn't right. Open. Right. She and, and Mama Chance don't care who you are. You can be Whoa. Barack Obama could pull up and she would not care. Nah, you ain't getting nothing. The guy or the owner's a guy named Frank. He's like Frank's like no. So we ended up what ended up happening was just guys time and again. I had a friend of mine who had did a yacht sale the night before. She she sells yacht out of her home. So I was able to get a box of her yacht, have it at nine o'clock in the morning, and the rest is history. So they went in with that negativity off the jump. Kev won't try to feel it. Neither was to hear. But you know, they they from they from the West Coast. They don't know no better. Yeah, Yacht yeah. is a is a delicacy. Yacht is the uh, is the caviar of the South. <laughs> uh, I bet Jonathan Reynolds will eat the yacht. <laughs> yeah. First of all, shout out to Jonathan Reynolds for Ethan and Kevin uh, <laughs> with the your grandmama prefers me song like. If you're not following that whole Kevin, Kevin on stage, Jonathan McReynolds beef, you are missing out. On a master on class of things. petty. <laughs> Listen, but what's so funny is how petty John is. Right. Like John's petty. So, you know, it's always the, the, it's always the church kid that gets underestimated. Listen, John's petty. <laughs> First of all, his basketball skills are underrated. John's petty, though. And so he he was here at Calvary Revival, and I was on the show, and I was like, man, I don't even know if I'm gonna introduce you because because you do you <laughs> do it too you much. doing my boy wrong, man. Like that's my that's my boy. Like if somebody was just dogging you on a weekly basis, Sean, I, I don't know if I could come bring him up, man. But I had to do it because you know the check was good, but I let him know off the top. But John is a cool dude. Mm-hmm. He's just a cool guy, just living his life. Um, I, I think it's what it's got to be. And there's no swipe at, you know, the Dixie Hummingbirds and those cats. But a lot of those cats were so puffed up, like you you felt like you couldn't even be a part of what they brought to the table right, right. Um, in gospel. But Kev, I mean, uh, well, Kev too, but Jonathan, even for the level of star that he is in gospel, and even now coming over on the other side, he's still really approachable, really cool, really sit down. Like, and I think that's what we need to represent more from the kingdom. Mm-hmm. On that perspective, like being in the kingdom don't mean that you the king. Like right. you, you know what I'm and saying? You ain't gotta be all people, puffed up all the time. Some people carry it like you can't come to me, sinner. Right. <laughs> be gone with your dirt. How dare thine come and right. define? Like, why are you even talking in Bible? <laughs> you was cussing just earlier. Like, let's just let's just be the approachable people that we need to be. That's how you're gonna get more people in the kingdom. It's not by being you know, people take that whole, we are a, a, a chosen generation. Mm-hmm. We are not part of the world. Nah, because you really are. You know, they're like, you're still going to, to work right here in this very same world. So in order to bring more people in, man, we got to be able to be relatable. Mm-hmm. We can be able to talk to them. And then you can still be set apart while being part of the group. That's what the key is. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. So every time I have you here, you know, I always, I W the, uh, of Portsmouth ambassador. <laughs> it's getting I, harder every time. Though. I know, right? We just don't act right, man. <laughs> so I wanted to give you a chance to talk about um, the 420th Festival. And um, 
I know it's been a little controversy in in the festival itself. And I just wanted to kind of have a little conversation with you about that. So uh, I'm glad you also asked me about it. Uh, one of the organizers, a good friend of mine, Jermaine Green, me and Jermaine have grown up together, uh, known each other for years. Um, he's been my boy. Um, so it's a two-sided coin for me. I called him recently. I was like, hey, man, your festival is becoming a headache for me. <laughs> people, <laughs> people keep calling me. And so, first of all, most of the people that call are reaching for me to be negative with them. They're like, hey, man, give me some negativity on this thing. I'm like, no, I'm not going to. Do I have concerns about it? Absolutely. When you start talking about putting 10, 15,000 people in the neighborhood that they're talking about putting 10 to 15,000 people, logistically, it's a nightmare, um, even for the safety issue, because there's going to be a lot of people who come from out of town. Them people ain't going to really know what they're getting into. You know what I'm saying? And we got some cats right now, man. The way these young boys is out here wilding, they just recently um, arrested three young men for car For carjacking. Like, what was that so they about? Out here car, they out here carjacking. Uh, Uber, Uber drivers. drivers and and uh, delivery drivers. So they out here doing that. Those are the people you got to worry about because they don't care about the festival. Mm -hmm. They're, all they see is that there's a whole bunch of people coming from out of town, might have a little money on, this is my chance to get out. I'm trying you know to eat. It's time to eat, right? Yeah, so the criminal element is like, yo, this is a buffet. This is a crime buffet. <laughs> you mean you're going to be putting cars out here and just leaving them and they going way down there? Dog, mm -hmm. I could break in anybody's car at this point. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that's one of the issues, just the safety, especially with us coming off of Astro World mm -hmm. uh, and this being the first time this has ever been done. Uh, but I talked to the brother. Hey, man, listen, they got a solid plan. Uh, he did something that I respect. I don't like cutting my grass. Hmm. I don't. I can do it, but it ain't fitting to be the way that it needs to be. So what I do is I hire a professional that cuts grass. One of the things that I'm really proud of him for doing is realizing, man, that they ain't never put no music festival on. They don't really know how to do it. Mm -hmm. So they went out and hired the same company that um, did something in the water mm -hmm. to actually put it together. So they're the face of it but they actually have a company behind it that's actually putting all of those things together. Now, I don't know what the unity party is. You know, we've been putting it that this is a unity festival and that it's going, I just think it's a concert and I'm okay with that. Like I literally am okay with it being a concert. One of the things that I've been getting on people about, because people are hitting me up, well, what are they going to do with the money? Are they going to put the money back in the community? They don't have to. Right, right. Did the community put the money up to have it? No, mm -hmm. they put their money up to have this event they don't have to do, I mean, listen, if he goes and takes all the money and, and uses the toilet paper, I don't care. It's his money. He's earned that. I don't think it's fair that we always nitpick at people who we can touch and who, who are in our community and hold them to a standard that we don't hold anybody else to. When concerts come to the Virginia Beach Amphitheater, when they come to the Scope, you ain't going to seven venues and asking them what they're doing with the money for right. the concert. Are you putting this back into the community? You don't care. Mm -hmm. You don't, the, the boys from Live Nation, they the two richest white boys out here in the in, game. In the, right. And you ain't never asked them what you mm -hmm. putting back into the community. Mm -hmm. they, they, they're in Boston. Ain't nobody in Boston like, hey, man, y'all just did a concert, man. Can you get that back to the community? They don't even expect that out of you don't expect any of the performers that's on the show to give back to their community, but because this guy is from your community, you you can see him, you know what his faults are. Mm -hmm. You want to go and hold him to a different standard than everybody else. So that's the reason why we see so many people who leave and don't come back. Mm -hmm. We can be like, well, why don't the Missy Elliott's of our uh, of our community stay back in the community? Why the why don't the Pharrells? Why do they leave and only come back every now and again? The Chad Hugo's, we've got a lot of actors who are doing stuff that don't come back here. 
the reason why is in your mind, you never let go of who they used to be. You can't mm-hmm. see them for who they are now. So Missy come here and somebody be like, man, she ain't nobody, but right. I remember right. her when. Then no matter what you do, ain't enough. Mm-hmm. She get twenty five, thirty thousand dollars to the school. That's all she giving though. All right. that money she got, she ain't give a thirty thousand dog. That's a lot of money. You ain't gave thirty cent. Mm-hmm. How you gonna be mad that she gave thirty thousand? You know what I'm saying? So that four twenty ish thing, I think it's. I want it to go well. Um, a because I don't want it. I never want any bad to come to the city. B because it's a friend of mine who's doing it. Um, C. I just hope that. If, it doesn't go as well as they plan that it doesn't go all the way to the left. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we go to the left, let's just make it a slight left. Mm-hmm. Let's just change lanes a little bit. And it may not be as financially successful as they want it to be. But I just pray that, you know, none of the other things that we worry about go down. Cause Postman just has that reputation. Mm-hmm. It does. Like I get cats that come here from New York. I talked to a friend of my comedian of mine, a comedian friend of mine from New York. He came down, he was like, where you live at down here? I was like, Portsmouth. He was like, oh, no, nah, man. I ain't coming out there, dog. Like, dog, you from Brooklyn. Right. No, I heard about P-Town. Yeah. That's what everybody says. So yeah. <laughs> that's such a huge that's such a huge thing for us, man. Portsmouth has got to change. And I've talked to the mayor about it, everything. We have to change our public image mm-hmm. before we can really move any further. Is this necessarily the concert that does that? I don't say you change your public image by breaking the city, girl. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> but <laughs> It also ain't gonna change by bringing the Canton spirituals. You right. know what I'm saying? Right, like right, you're right. gonna have to be a little varied and do some things, and you got to take first steps. And I think this is a great first step because what I do know is that success is often imitated. Mm-hmm. So if they're successful with this, you're gonna see some group, another group, try to put on a festival of the Red Hot Chili Peppers mm-hmm. and and their people, and then this and then that, and maybe the amphitheater start having more shows. So we'll see. I think my concern is more infrastructure than the concert itself. Like, yeah, they, so that infrastructure is going to be tough. Ain't that like, the same you know street? You remember we used to have the, um, what's the parade we used to have every um, every year in Portsmouth? The fishbowl? No, no, they didn't have a fishbowl parade on Portsmouth Boulevard. That's on High Street. On High Street. In London. Portsmouth Boulevard is what it used to be the Pines. Okay, 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 okay. Yep. Oh, so that's like right in between Link and London Lincoln, Park. Lincoln Park, Lincoln. old Lincoln Park, which they oh. tore down and made into a new Lincoln Park. So yeah, right so the they just got there. people right in the middle of the heart of. Oh, we you you were in there? <laughs> you were in there? You better you run towards Harley Davidson. <laughs> you there. Just yeah, keep... you in there? So the, oh, um, yeah, you in there? So that's gonna be that's gonna be the thing. So infrastructure rise, but they. They've actually hired land engineers to come out and try to plot out the best way to set up the stage and and the different things. Um, um, they're hiring security to try to make sure they cover all the points of entry and mm-hmm. and uh, egress. And so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be. They are planning for it to go well. I, I cannot say that they've lacked in planning. Um, you know, the, the the wild card is gonna be the people that come in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, and unfortunately, a lot of times in events like this, man, you have people who come from out of town who don't care about the city any, either way. Either way, right. they come in and act the most ignorant. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it might not even be Portsmouth people; it might be those um suffering suffocants. Yeah, but okay. Public service announcement for any um Karens that may come down here and get in that neighborhood and want to act up. Please be on your best Karen behavior. So the Karens. 
So the Karens can't even come. So first of all, Karens, all the Karens are gonna stick out like a, a sore thumb. We we know you're not from around because that neighborhood. That is like multiple levels of Portsmouth that you gotta go through to get to that part. Yeah, it ain't easy. It ain't easy to get there. I mean, so the lineup is gonna the lineup is gonna bring you. So I think you're gonna be I think you're gonna be surprised with the number of people who come from out of state mm-hmm. and out of area. Um, you know, uh, so it's a darker lineup. As far as as far as the acts are concerned, however, comma, hip hop has a very diverse audience, whether people want to admit it or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of white white kids are listening to hip hop. A lot of Asian kids. So a lot of times you go to those concerts, and that's what you see it though. Mm-hmm. So I think we will have a diverse group of people going to the show. I don't think uh, it'll be a blackout, um, but trust me, it may be great. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be great. Um, but I think it'll work out, man. And, and here's the thing for me, somebody like you mm-hmm. has legitimate concerns because you care about the community, you care about the things that are going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't care, man. They just hate. Mm-hmm. They just do it because it ain't them. You know, and, and those those type of people, man, I can't deal with. And I want to see, poor, poor, it seems to me like Portsmouth has always struggled with its identity, especially with Harbor Fest being a right across the water. Like when they try so, to have know, Ports we, we Fest and the Mojo Festival, and yeah, right, right. But it we seems had, like we used to run simultaneously. Hard right, fest and right. You used, remember, you used to get and on the, the ferry. Will work for us, right? Yeah. And you can go on the ferry, go and go over, back and forth. Mm-hmm. See what was good. The problem with Portsmouth is that Portsmouth doesn't know its own self. Portsmouth doesn't know who they are. Mm-hmm. So uh, Portsmouth continues to try to be Norfolk, Virginia Beach, and other cities. Don't be mm-hmm. Norfolk. I mean, be Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. Just be who you are. I, I can't I can't function outside of who I am. I'm not I'm not that person. So for example, even in my career, um, Tony and Kevin, uh, and I use them because they're just good friends of mine. Tony and Kevin, they are dominating on the social media platform because that's what they do. They are mm-hmm. social media cat. Right. I'm not that guy. I can dibble and dabble in it, but it's not my forte. Um, I'm not the 30 second quick clip guy. That that's what they do. I don't get into it. I, I'm I'm me. I'm I am comfortable being me, and I just need to maximize what my audience is. You know what I'm saying? Right, so Portsmouth right. doesn't do a very good job of that. Portsmouth like, oh, well, Virginia Beach is doing this. I should do this. And when you when you do that, you'll never become who you need to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see cats, even in the comedy game, trying to do stuff that's not them. Oh, such and such blue because they did that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do this. Right, oh, right. such and such blue because they did a dance video. I'm gonna do a dance video. Ooh, such and such did this because they did animal videos. I'm gonna do these voiceovers. No, because be who you are authentically, and that's how you're gonna bubble. Now, you may see something that somebody does that you feel like you can do as well, mm-hmm. but make sure it's something that you really are called to do and able to do. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like, there's a million people doing podcasts. Everybody can't do what you do, they don't know the work involved, the planning. Even look the backgrounds on your stuff, man. The 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 sensual candles you got in the back. I don't even know what that's all about. Uh, <laughs> the microphones that you committed to this thing, all of that stuff, the equipment. That's a different level than you just waking up in the morning and be like, oh, I'm gonna do a podcast. So you sitting in your car and you talking. Your podcast ain't doing nothing. You're not going about the promotion of the podcast. You don't know how to like my podcast is on Anchor. You don't know how mm-hmm. to get it distributed to different to different platforms so that it'll show up on Apple and, and all of these places. You know what I'm saying? So right. be firm in who you are. Preachers do the same thing. Like I, I've known, I've talked to preachers before and I've, I've kind of told them, I was like, hey, don't be jealous of the preacher with the mega church 
quote unquote, just because mm-hmm. you got 45 members. There's a there's a place for the 45 member church. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a definite need for that place. You know what I'm saying? Like my grandma was one of them people who was like, when I die, I want the pastor to know my name, know me, mm-hmm. so he can talk about me at the funeral. When you and got 35,000 people. Member, member 5,434. <laughs> some people need that. Some yeah. people need that connection within the church where they feel like they know everybody in the church. Mm-hmm. They know your really there was a time where the church was family mm-hmm. now bigger churches have families within the families but i do remember man at a time where everybody in the church knew you mm-hmm. your mama your daddy all your kids they see you in the street oh that's such and such grandson i gotta help him do this it was a family unit because it was a church now if you go even further church used to be part of the community literally before we were able to drive cars mm-hmm. and have those kinds of choices, remember the church was in your neighborhood. The pastor lived in that neighborhood. He walked to church. All y'all came together. I think the y'all same thing with same church. thing with schools too. And same thing with school. But now you 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 got a vehicle. You drive all over mm-hmm. the place to go to whatever church, man. Now I can watch it. people sit at home. I go to TD Jake's church. I be like, but you live here, <laughs> right? Right. I'm a member there. <laughs> but you flew out. He flew you out <laughs> every week. You flying out there. Got so flowed what out. You go. What, what happens when what happens when your family members in the hospital and you need somebody to come pray? Right. Who show up? Which what do deacon? Zoom, do you zoom TDJs? <laughs> like do you like hey? Like how does that work? So that connection a lot of times is lost. It's not a bad thing. It's just a different thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that 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 homegrown storefront 36 member church is still important. Mm-hmm. Still important. Just like the big church is important because some people need to go to that bigger church. Um, and I'll say this for me. I wanted to go to a church where I could get lost in. I eventually got found. Mm-hmm. But when I first got there, it was so refreshing for me to be at a church. Ain't nobody kind of know bling. me. Right. I could just, I could be sit here. I could just enjoy service. Don't nobody know me. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody going to ask me to get up and do this. And I'm like, oh, brother, can you come pray? Can you come do this? Like, I could just be here. You're telling me I could just sit here and be a layman and mm-hmm. just watch, just be a part of service without being a part of service. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Some people need that ability. Um, some people have been the lead singer at their church for the last 10 years. They need to go to a church where there's some more people who sing just as good or not better than them. So I can just be a choir member. Yeah. Cause you need to recharge your batteries too. You forget that's what church you gotta is for. Be done. Yeah. And people forget we put that pressure on them. A lot of people have been putting pressure on Sister Smith to sing the solo every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Sister Smith ain't never been sang to. She's been in the church for 20 years. Anybody saying to Sister Smith? Mm-hmm. And she can't even feel like she can miss a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like she's just like, man, I really, I really could. I really need the rest. But if I don't, if I don't go to church, who's gonna sing? If I don't go to church, that part, church, you know, church shouldn't be stressful. It should not. It should not. Should not. You get enough stress in being married. Man, go to church. Get away from it. Hey, hey, hey. This is some right, Sean. Get yourself in trouble. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, I agree. No. Nah. All right, bro. I, um, this um, season, is, we actually have a sponsor. And we are sponsored by the good people at Poddex. And what Poddex does is they make these cards for podcasters. And in it's blurry as a moment. There we oh, go. Okay, there you go. I and you if had... you need episode ideas, they coach you in there, right? Nice. So I got a copy. We of gonna that. do some? Yeah, I got a copy of the episode deck. 
So I'm gonna pick five at random. Yeah, we're gonna knock these out, dog. I'm ready. I feel like we're playing taboo. And uh there's always been a lot of stress on me not to be the person in the taboo game that ruined it for everybody. <laughs> I'm here, dog. Are right, you ready? First okay, card. Let's go. What book do you think should be mandatory for everyone on the planet to read? Oh man. See, now you got me in pressure situations, man, because if I don't say the Bible, <laughs> the going to be like, yeah, I knew he won't say Right. Uh, Put some extra holy water on him. <laughs> right. They're holding me under. I'm like, dog, I'm, I need to breathe. <laughs> oh, man, what book do you do I think is mandatory that everybody reads? So my favorite book is the autobiography of Malcolm X. My man. Um. So I would throw that at everybody. And I, and I say it to say this, man, it's so important to see the levels I think Malcolm X is such an important figure because of the levels of individual that he was, Mm -hmm. you know, a quote unquote common thief, you Mm -hmm. know, robbing people, but he got there because of what, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. the stuff that happened with his father, uh, what led him to kind of quote unquote, not go Christianity when his father was, was huge. The situation with his mother being as fair skinned as she was. Mm -hmm. So he grew up with all of those childhood traumas and then middle adult, young adult traumas which led him to the nation of islam that he gets in there and he still starts to evolve even in there right, to where they right, kind of right. turn his back on him. like there's so much in there and there's so much that you could see that book humanizes him to a point because uh, i hear people all the time be like man we should have did it malcolm's way but i'd be like man but even malcolm has stopped trying to mm-hmm. do it malcolm's way right right you know what i'm saying like even malcolm kind of was like you know what maybe martin is up to something I you think I so, think it's like the ultimate story of transformation. Man, it's it's transformation and how that transformation never stops. Mm-hmm. You know, people, you know, the new phrase now is today's price is not yesterday's price. But listen, today's Sean is not yesterday's Sean. Mm-hmm. Today's Cletus is not yesterday's Cletus. We are constantly evolving, or we should be. We're constantly evolving, constantly growing. Anything that's not growing is dead. And in that growth, it's going to take you to different places, man. I, I know that you look back over your career and you say, man, five years ago, I thought I was hot. I thought I was really doing it. But even right now, I can see why I'm better. I even do that with my comedy, even with my career. One of the things that you told me, he's like, man, you what you doing to the director? Man, I would have never saw that five years ago. Right. But there's a growth, you know what I'm saying? And it doesn't make me any different or any less of a comedian. It just means that there's a growth to it. So we're ever transforming, ever growing. And I think that people can see that. And I, I, I like that book. So I'm going to throw that in there. My autobiography from Malcolm X. I'll take it. All right, card number two. Or the color purple. If you were in... Oh, this is a perfect question for you. If you were in charge, what three items would you have in the office vending machine? Oh, man. Uh, first of all, I'm going with Doritos. Uh-huh. Uh, the red pack. Um, we got to go with honey buns off the top. Um, and then we just gonna slide bacon in there. I don't know how we. I don't know. I don't know how we keep it fresh, but it's gonna be in there, man. Why the button greasy? Why the button greasy? It don't even matter, man. Like you can't tell me that a midday bacon snack wouldn't do it for you. Throw that in the microwave real quick. Pop, pop, pop. It's so versatile. You know. Listen. First of all, bacon in the vending machine. What if you put bacon? bacon on top of the Doritos? 
Makes the Doritos better. Listen, bacon makes everything better. Bacon is a transformative. Well, we talk about transformation. <laughs> bacon is a transformative meat. You understand what I'm saying? Right, so right. remember, you come to you come to work, right? Your wife, your husband, whatever, made you a, a, a turkey sandwich, right? Mm-hmm. That's all it is. But if you go to that vending machine, get you a couple of slices of bacon out of there, now it's a turkey yeah. club. You, you just see how took it, it to that next level, right? Bacon takes it there. You know what I'm saying? It can be eaten by itself. It can be part of a group. It's the most versatile food on earth. It makes everything better. It upgrades anything. When you have shrimp, people already like shrimp. But if it's bacon wrapped shrimp, bacon wrapped like, shrimp. oh my God. Right. This is amazing. <laughs> um, bacon is the only pork that makes other pork better. Mm-hmm. Like, put that in the vending machine because we, we, I don't know how we're going to make it work. Because I still don't trust that box of pre-cooked bacon yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't. It's just something about it that doesn't sit well with my soul. But I'm telling you because bacon in the vending machine got you all right what's the first impression you want to give to people Mm, i could quote the great negro poet tupac by saying i ain't no killer but don't push me (laughs) um but uh, my first impression that i want to give the the people is that i can be talked to and trusted Mm mm-hmm so after that, man, everything else, I think, kind of flows. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything else flows. I, I generally try to be a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets you in a lot of trouble sometimes, trying to generally be good. But I just want people to know, yo, like, I'm a safe place. Nice. All right, two more cards. If you decided to be cremated, where would you want your ashes spread? So this is crazy, right? Because um, when my mom passed, that was my mom's whole thing. My mom was like, her whole life, she was like, you know, don't make me have no no uh, funeral. You better not bury me. You know how much it costs mm-hmm. to get into that ground. Donate my body to science. And I'd be like, mom, ain't nobody going to want that thing. Have you seen it? <laughs> nobody ain't. Ain't nobody finna want it. Um, so what, I, what I've done personally is it's been an amazing kind of thing to just reflect on the places that made her the happiest. Mm-hmm. And so um, I have her ashes, and but what I did, which I didn't even know until I dealt with it, you can get that the whole urn, get the whole big boy urn, boom. But you can buy like little miniature. Yeah. So I'm get- I'm thinking about you know my wife passed away, and I'm right. and we had her cremated, and they have this jury that you can have the Correct. ashes have- put in. I'm thinking about doing that for my kids. Yeah, so you can always always have them with them. Yeah, that's that's one of the things. And I'm sorry about that. I didn't know that. So I think I forgot. I didn't know that. Man, yeah, yeah. you're an awesome dude, man. You've been through a lot of stuff, man. He's still out here trying to. Well, you are a safe space, Sean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so my mom always loved. My mom always loved blue water. That was one of the things. I took my mom on a cruise. Glad I was able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because she always wanted to go somewhere where the water was blue, like mm-hmm. just blue, just clean water. Uh, Cause she always grew up around the coffee brown waters here in Virginia, right. um, so I took her to there. So when she when she passed, I took one of the small ones. I went on a cruise, took my kids on a cruise, went to the Bahamas, and I was able to spread some of her ashes out at sea. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize how complicated of a process it is. You got to literally like get clearance, right, right, and uh, blah blah blah. <laughs> but the cruise line was awesome. They gave us like a whole area to do it, like a private ceremony type thing, and then they came back. And gave me the latitude and longitude of where we wow. spread the ashes and all that in the certificate. It was kind of dope. Um, my mom lived in Germany for a little while, and she always like just just was like always talking about Germany mm-hmm. and how much she loved Germany. This, that, and the third. So 
it's part of my plan to take her to Germany, mm. spread some of her ashes in Germany. And then um uh I'm born, I was born in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um so my mom lived in Colorado for a little bit. And so um the, that's the other place I'm gonna go and take her ashes and spray the ashes in Colorado back where I was born and you know where it really started for me and her, literally. Mm-hmm. Um so those are the things. So I think that with me I would want my kids to kind of look at my life and some of the places. Like I would love them to take me to the Bronco stadium mm. and, and, you know, spread some of my ashes there. Um, go places that I've always wanted to. Like if it's a place that I ever perform at and I'm like, yo, this is the pinnacle. This is my place. Mm. Like if I ever make it on Saturday night live, go to, go to NBC right. and spread Daddy it in the Rob. studio. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just go, <laughs> go in there. Spread, you what you doing? No nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be like, he got these cigarette ashes in here. Like, no, it's my daddy. Uh, <laughs> um, so things like that, man. I think that it would be like those significant places, mm-hmm. you know, in my life, man. And and then do the same thing, go to the same places I want with my mom. Mm-hmm. Put me back with her, you know, in essence, you know, take me to the Bahamas. I think I want spread some spread at um where Golden Skillet used to be. Well, yeah, it's still there. It's just uh, another yeah. restaurant right now. Oh, I need some over there, and I need some where Town Mall used to be. Sign, you just doing all four. Sign, <laughs> yeah, that thing. Yeah, you'll get smoked. Right. Like, the crackhead will <laughs> see that thing. They'll be like, what that there? Oh. You're going to roll that up and smoke it. Right, put that, that on top of it. <laughs> all right, last question. Many people read electronic books. Do you think that takes away from the experience? No, and I'm so no. I'm, I, so in my mind, it's still we still page turned it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just keeping our fingers clean, whatever, whatever. My daughter, my daughter does not believe in electronic books. She's like, dog, give me a hard copy, give me a front, back cover, and cover. And I'm I'm okay with reading it uh, online. We've become such an online society. For me, it's easier because I always had a book with me, no matter where I go. And so when you're busy. And you don't have time to really carry the book around, mm-hmm. but I can sit on the train, playing automobile, real quick, read a few chapters. I've I've even grown to like audio books. Mm-hmm. I've I've grown to be able to be in the car on a trip if I'm traveling to do a show, put in audio. That's how I listen to Kevin Hart's books. I listen to Tiffany Haddish, uh, Trevor Noah's book. Um, I ain't done the Bible yet, man, because um, just to be honest, um, my natural reaction to reading the Bible is to go to sleep, mm-hmm. so I don't want to put that on in the car. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm three verses in. Huh? Hey, so I, I got I... something. Uh, speaking of for you to check out, um, I have a friend named Angel. Her husband, husband Gaza, they have a podcast called The Forbidden, and their take is modern day stories, modern day takes on classic Bible stories. And my nice. favorite of that series, they do a series on David. Where David is instead of the king, he's like a CEO of the country. Gotcha. And, uh, uh, it's but it's modern, like they got cars and everything, and and it goes through the story of how he uh, gets Bathsheba, and he see her and he see her and he send his people out to go get her, and you know, he put her on Kelly. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I I think, you know, something like that is kind of dope. It's just a, it's a different take on it. And it doesn't have all the, the thous and the these and the old world speaking. Yeah, you so, and the message Bible, like I, I read the message Bible, but the message Bible, how you messed up when you go to real church. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like the message Bible is more of a concordance than mm-hmm. it is like a Bible. You know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't swear on the message Bible. 
I could feel like I could lie if I had my hand on that. But you know, like a real Bible, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, but I get it. I'm gonna check that out. The Forbidden. Yeah, man. I'll send you a link. Word. All right, man. Before I let you go, tell the people what projects you're working on now. How they can find you. What's going on in the world of Cletus Cassidy? Man, so the, the calendar is amazing uh, with projects that I am working on. I'm getting ready to start doing my second podcast. Um, so that's going to be really interesting. Um, it's uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be called Uncommon Sense. Um, so we're going to kind of sit and talk about weekly things that happen in the world every week. So it's going to be a weekly podcast. So I'm excited about that. Still in the formative stages, man. We're trying to figure out if I'm going to be selfish or have a co-host. So I think, I think I'm going to do the co-host thing. And I think I'm going to go with a female's voice, mm -hmm. uh, just to get that perspective from, from some ovaries. So that's going to be amazing. Um, I'm, I'm getting ready to do some more filming, man. So look for that. I'm going to produce a couple of shows. So those, uh, matter of fact, I have meetings to kind of finalize those shows, including the open mic and some comedy shows. So that's going to be real interesting. Um, it's going to be in conjunction with some other people so that we can, matter of fact, just give some people something to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to be able to give Christians something to do that they can still go drink. Um, Cause I just know that's important to a lot of the saved people to still be able to commune. Um, so I want to do churchy stuff, but not let it be churchy. Right. Okay. Um, and, and, and one of the things that led me to that man was when I see earth, when that fire come, when I see Erica, I do come about the number of people from church, I see go to those shows. So you ain't got to always be um, Marvin Sapp and all of them. While those are nice, everything for a Christian, every Christian experience ain't got to be, um, at the holiest of holies and sitting at the throne. Like mm -hmm. we could just have regular stuff. So I want to make sure I provide that. And then in April, I'll be going out to uh, LA. I'm on the um, NDA, so I can't really talk too, too much, too much about it. But uh, I am going to um, the, uh, Los Angeles to uh, film a sitcom. It'll be my first time being in a sitcom. I don't have a lead. <laughs> I don't have a lead role, but I do have a recurring character in the sitcom. So that's really exciting, man. We start table reads for that this week, actually. So you got to so promise me. You have to promise me. Everybody come with that OBS. You got to promise me that you going to go Hollywood. Oh, man. I need, Listen, I need I you to there. change. I need you to get big. I need you to <laughs> get that extra piece of cheese on the hamburger. I need you to go all out. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> people always talk about... Uh, talk about me I, now i've been told a lot of times that i don't have the right mentality for uh for show business because i'm not cutthroat i'll be trying to you know i'll be stabbing people in the bag i'm real polite if i tell you i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it um i i will say this um the money comes money comes like i wanted to come money will change me i'm not even i wanted to i expected yeah to. I, I wanted <laughs> to change me and here's when i realized it was okay i was with marvin sap and uh not name dropping it's just not marvin sap marvin yeah, Marvin Sapp. Uh, I was with Marvin Sapp, and um, and he was like, we were talking about like some kind of car that came out, and I was like, ah, man, I don't see myself ever. He's like, hey, look, cuz when you get that money, you're going to do it. He said, man, I just spent thousands of dollars on some silverware. He said, I used to tell myself that same line too, but once you get it, you are going to change. I was like, you know what? Who am I? Who am I? Right, right. Let I think see. I think it make the Lord mad when He give you your blessings and you don't spend it. I want to be frivolous. Right. I, I, I kind of do. Like I, I'm. I, this is weird, but you know what my dream is? Huh. 
my dream is to have enough money. And when I go somewhere and get bad customer service, I can buy the store. Nice. Right. And fire whoever it was. Right. I mean, I really just want that. Like, I walk, it's a scene in Batman mm-hmm. where they, um, when they have they a dinner. A yeah. It, you when they have and a dinner. Like, can I, maybe, I, maybe let's see if we can put two tables together. They're like, oh, no. I don't think they're going to let do that. I don't think they can do it. He's like, they should. I own the place. Right. And, man, listen, <laughs> I want that kind of arrogance. I want to be able to be like, hmm. This is me. I want to be able to travel with no luggage. Oh, I, listen, that's another one. That's another one on my list. Puff Daddy does it. He, mm-hmm. He's like, yo, I don't take no luggage nowhere, dog. I just buy it when I get there. Hey, here's the here's the part I like. I like the arrogance of being like, and I'm gonna leave it there. Right. Like I ain't even gonna bring it with me. Like I'm I'm coming home. So the the, the baby did that when he came here. He bought a whole bunch of stuff. Couldn't take it with him and just left in the hotel. And then yeah. then left like some money around for people to find. Just, just, let's just do it. I didn't know about the money part. I would have been all on that. But yeah. I, yeah, yeah. He dropped a, a, a book bag of money in one of the malls around here. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that, that's crazy. Yeah. I like it, though. Yeah. And I like it. I don't, I, so I think my mama would beat me if I did that. But oh, yeah. other, all the rest of the stuff. <laughs> like, I still got to live a life pleasing to my grandma and my mama. And I know my dad's looking up on me, too. So I got to make sure. And I say, I say it right. You heard it, Sean. I said, I know he's looking up on me. So I got to make sure <laughs> <laughs> they all got something to look up. Well, you just make sure you get that extra egg in your yacht, bro. Man, listen, <laughs> when I can live extra egg life, extra egg and extra onion. Right. No, when you live an extra meat life, though. Mm. You can't go back. Different. You can't go it's back. Different. <laughs> different. Like, if I go at Chipotle and be like, you know what? Throw extra chicken in there. Come on. Cause. It ain't never going to be the same again. Come on, cuz. And I, and I hate when restaurants act like I can't afford it anyway. Like, when you go somewhere, I don't Are like Are you it. sure? You me, like, when you tell me how much it is, I'm like, Yo, put extra chicken in there. That's going to be $2. And, hey, throw it in the bag. Right. I was growing enough to ask for it. Right. I mean, like, matter of fact, let me just get a whole, I'm going to Chipotle, just get a whole bowl with nothing but chicken. Right. Like, that's it. They be like, you want rice? Nope, chicken. Sub my rice for chicken. Sub my lettuce for chicken, like just all the way. No beans, extra chicken. No, all chicken. <laughs> all right, bro. I appreciate your time, man. Hold on, I'm gonna talk man, to you once we it, finish. Um, yeah, make sure everybody hits me up on the um, on the social media. Everything is at Cletus Comedy, man. Get in now while the prices are low. Treat me like the stock market, because you know when I blow up, man, I'm gonna start having like some a handler that does it, and they don't. I'm gonna have to. Get, I'm gonna have. To, I'm gonna need you to get some of those Fat Joe boots, Fat Joe Yeezy boots. That not happening. And that, stand that out right on there. London Boulevard with a pink jacket nah, on. Cause, <laughs> nah, cause I, I don't need money that bad. I don't need it that bad. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Uh, once again, it's the 757 Renaissance Man Special Edition. This episode is for the content creators of color. You can reach that at c4challenge.com. Tune in, listen. We got a whole lineup. We have uh, 15 different creators that give you a, a, a smorgasbord of content to listen to. So give them a time. Check them out. And, you know, back in soon. Peace. Peace.